Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. I usually share episodes every Monday morning, but because this is a holiday week and we are moving into the extended holiday season, I actually wanted to share a mini episode with all of you. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to take a moment to subscribe on your favorite listening platform, rate it, review it on Apple Podcasts, or share it with friends. If you enjoy this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a small monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, I am really glad you're here. And I say that in the beginning of every episode. But as corny as it sounds, I really do mean it. And I mean it wherever here is for you currently, whether it's the holiday and you're sitting in an airport heading home, or you're sitting in traffic, or you're walking down the street, or even just laying in bed, listening to this podcast and wondering if you should even get up and attempt to participate in the day. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're together. And I'm glad that there are spaces to talk about some of our difficult feelings and experiences. Earlier this week, I was sitting in meditation. And I had a thought or a feeling move through me. I don't even really know how to describe it. I guess intuition would be probably the closest word. But whatever it was, it made me feel that I should reach out to a certain friend of mine And I should reach out to her, especially that day before the holiday was in full swing, and that I should do it even though I felt self-conscious about it. So I sent her a text, just letting her know that I was thinking of her, and that this has been a really hard year that brought so many of our wounds to the surface. It really brought up every need that was never met, every fear that we've ever had, and every ambiguous feeling of grief that we can't quite put words to yet. And I just reminded her that I think she's amazing, and that she's created such a beautiful life, and that I hope she's proud of it because she inspires me all the time, and I've watched her create this life and this family on her own terms. And I sent that text, despite being completely self-conscious, because I know that when I was younger, the holiday season always brought up intense feelings of fear, shame, and anxiety. And for good reason. (laughs) When you have a parent or a sibling who is struggling with addiction or mental illness, the holidays might amplify some of their already terrifying or troubling behaviors. And that was the case in my home. And I don't share that because I need support in that area. I share that to remind you that if that happened in your home, 
and you never had a place to talk about it, you're not alone. These are things that can feel too big or too much to talk about sometimes. How do we talk about the feeling of escalating fear that had us almost gripping the floor during the holiday season when our friends or partners sweetly reminisce about sipping cocoa by the fireplace or big family gatherings or the surprise and joy of opening presents on Christmas morning? How do we share about some of the most harmful things that ever happened to us at the hands of people who were supposed to love and care for us when we are surrounded by people who sometimes, and I know they're probably being well-meaning, but they say things like, but that person is your father. How can you not love them or check in on them around the holidays? Or maybe they'll say something like, that person is your brother or your sister. How can you just not be in their life? You're supposed to love one another no matter what. Or maybe my personal favorite, the line that stops me in my tracks, is when someone says, you're making too big a deal about it. All families fight. All families are dysfunctional. So this podcast episode is for you. If you are sitting there nodding your head to some of the things that I've already said and remembering holidays that were a constant reminder of all the things that you didn't have or a preview of all the things that you would never have or the many reasons why you feel that you're different or less deserving than everyone else. If you've spent holidays hungry or alone or crying, or tending to wounds, physical or emotional. This episode is for you. If you've lost someone who really mattered to you, whether it was this year or in the past, or you lost your own identity and are spending the holidays with an intense awareness of emptiness, as if you can feel the body of the person you miss where you can hear them say your name or still sort of feel the person you used to be and it just feels like too much to feel so disconnected or unseen or unsupported during a time when everyone else seems really happy and they're all talking about love and family, togetherness and gratitude. And if you're like me and maybe you just feel really lonely and a little melancholy during the holidays, even even when you're in a room full of people. And this episode isn't groundbreaking. (laughs) I'm sharing no epiphanies here. I know those can be so exciting. They get us out of ourselves. They offer us a high, and then they desert us when we crash. I'm not talking with you today to get you out of yourself. I'm talking to you sitting next to you around this virtual campfire, just reminding you of who you are at your core. You are not what has happened to you. You are not the things that you have done to survive. You are not the things that you have done to escape looking in the mirror. 
You are not the names that your family called you. You are not the wounds that others inflicted upon you. You are not an empty collection of all the things that you had to go without. You are not someone else's bad mood. You are not someone else's self-harming behavior. You are not someone else's addiction. You are not the cause of someone else's addiction. You are not someone else's mental illness. You are not the abuse you endured. You are not the trauma you survived. You are not the things that you did when you were lonely. And you are not the loneliness that you feel sometimes. You are not the feelings of abandonment that still sting. You are so much more than all of that. You are a person who survived all of those things and continues to show up and care for yourself and others. And I know that even as I say that, some of you are thinking, but I didn't really do a good job at it. You're doing fine. Trust me. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us. Because this gig is not easy. And we don't get any gold stars or bonus points for breaking our own hearts and silently muscling through. Although the world almost demands it of us. But what we do get is connection, truth, understanding, and authenticity when we begin to share our experiences with others who have also walked a similar path. It's so counterintuitive. (laughs) It's almost painful. And you know, something tells us that the only cure for all of this is to just close our hearts, to turn away from our wounds and just get through it. Almost as if we should pretend as if none of these things happened, when in fact, the real medicine, the cathartic jewel, the thing that changes us and transforms us, it actually lives in our wounds. And the healing begins when we share with other people who get it, who see us, the real us, people who see beyond the mask that we wear. They see the nuance beyond all the things we try to sweep under the rug, and they need our stories, and we need their stories too. Sharing with others, being seen, sitting with our own thoughts and feelings, this is the good stuff, and they tell us not to do it. So I'll be that one voice who tells you you absolutely should do it. I think it's what we're here for. And yet everyone tells us to run away from it. And if you feel as if you have nowhere to take your memories, your nightmares, your fears and your feelings, then this is a good place to start. Right here. Building the tolerance to even listen to me speak about it. And allowing your own feelings to rise up to the surface without shutting down or turning away from them. That's a start. And I bring that up because maybe you're like me. 
and you tend to feel numb in these moments or detached. And you can't even say it hurts because that would be pain. That would be a feeling. And this empty space within us is almost the extreme opposite of pain. And it's hard to talk about with other people. I mean, how do you describe vast emptiness that feels like it's going to swallow you whole? You don't. We don't. We're not encouraged to explore it or be witness to it. We're told we have to find a way to move out of that space. I mean, it makes everyone uncomfortable, right? (laughs) What happens when that space is us? Where that space exists within us? What do we do then? Are we running away from ourselves or doing things to put distance between ourselves and that cool, dull, lifeless feeling that might be awful, but it's the awful we know? And I kept thinking about it this week and how that emptiness, while both scary and anxiety-inducing, can also be something completely different if we just observe it through a new pair of glasses. Maybe that emptiness is the space we need, this unbearable pause, the blank canvas, the quiet room, the empty stage. And it's calling us in, really inviting us instead of forcing us out. Maybe this is the space that is absolutely necessary to help us shed those identities and layers that just really don't fit us anymore. And maybe what feels like the end is just really the start of something new. The holiday season can bring up such big, uncomfortable feelings for those of us raised in homes where there was alcoholism, addiction, dysfunction, abuse, or trauma. Or for those of us who experience that in our adult life. And if we identify with one or two or even all of those categories, then we are most likely so tired of being called resilient. Resilience is exhausting and it can feel like a condescending pat on the head from another person who thanks God that they never had to deal with the things that we've dealt with. The word resilient can make us feel like an other, and it can drown out all of the other things that we want to be known for, all the other qualities that move through us that were not birthed through pain or trauma and still belong to us, and we wonder why people can't see them. You can be one of the most creative people that anyone's ever met, but the word that they'll call you is resilient the second they hear your story. And sometimes that actually makes it hard to share. I posted something on the Love Letters and Mixtapes Instagram account last night. And I actually thought that no one would see it because that account, I don't know, it's like shadow banned a bunch. It's so strange. I should probably shut it down, but I still keep it open. But as of this morning, it has like 900 likes and has been reshared over 70 times. So I guess some people resonated with it. And in this post, I simply said, if trauma is passed down through families, so are strength, compassion, resilience, and courage. Remember that. 
And that post was simply a gentle reminder that we are not defined by the worst things that have happened to us. We're not defined by the worst things we've done or the worst qualities of others that we had to survive. We have so many beautiful qualities that we've gathered through our life that we now get to share with other people, and we should take a moment to acknowledge that. If you are walking into this holiday season estranged from your family, abandoned by them, or simply trying to survive them, you are not alone. I mean that, and I know that you can feel alone, and it's easy to say, it's easy to record this and put it out there and be like, oh, you're not alone. But I want you to know that you're not. There are people out there who understand. They may not know your exact story, but they can totally resonate with the feelings. I know it can be hard on these days when it's so amplified and magnified and we're supposed to have all these big feelings that are supposed to be positive. And if you don't, there's nothing wrong with you. And I assure you, there's other people out there who also find themselves in rooms surrounded by people who love them and they still feel lonely and it's okay to talk about. And I wanted to read something to you that was soothing or inspirational that would just really sum up everything I was talking about (laughs) with regard to holidays and our experiences with them. But the fact is, I'm actually really not a holiday type of person, so I didn't have anything that I could share. But as I sat and thought about it, I just kept coming back to this one piece from a John Steinbeck book called The Grapes of Wrath. And you might think to yourself, how on earth would a quote from a book written about Dust Bowl poverty have anything to do with my feelings of isolation or sadness or abandonment around the holidays. I get that. You would not be wrong in those feelings. (laughs) But the reason I chose it, and the reason it just kept coming to the surface, is because while this novel is about grief and pain, shame, confusion, challenges, sacrifice, and sometimes soul-crushing compromise, It's also about the healing and restorative power of connection. How it literally brings us back to life, to show up as our whole selves when we connect with other people. Sharing when we think we have nothing good to share. And it's the exact thing that someone needs. Because no one needs us to be perfect. Honestly, I have never once related to perfection. But give me a good story. Tell me something that broke you. Something that you thought you would never survive or get past. Tell me the truth about all of the messy things that you did to piece yourself back together. That I connect with. That is something I relate to. And that is a story that I trust. And this novel, it's all about those moments when we want to hide from other people. And instead, we make the choice to be vulnerable with them. And these moments of shock and awe when we realize that shared vulnerability instantly transforms into shared and multiplied strength. So here are his beautiful words. 
one man, one family driven from the land. This rusty car creaking along the highway to the west. I lost my land. A single tractor took my land. I am alone and bewildered. And in the night, one family camps in a ditch, and another family pulls in, and the tents come out. The two men squat on their hands, and the women and children listen. Here is the node, you who hate change and fear revolution. Keep these two squatting men apart. Make them hate, fear, suspect each other. Here is the enlarge of the thing you fear. This is the zygote. For here, I lost my land, is changed. A cell is split, and from its splitting grows the thing you hate. We lost our land. Behind, the children listening with their souls to words their minds do not understand. The night draws down. The baby has a cold. Here, take this blanket. It's wool. It was my mother's blanket. Take it for the baby. This is the thing to bomb. This is the beginning from I to we. And I hope that this episode finds you exactly when and where you need it. And I hope that quote meant something to you. And I hope it was a reminder that you are not alone. And until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Check out my like 12 playlists I made on my personal Spotify account this week. And you can join me on Instagram at Love Letters and Mixtapes. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider making a small monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio.